And hello, everyone, and welcome to Haunting Lie Podcast this week. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you for watching us live, if you're live here, for tuning in. Uh, we are here live on YouTube, and uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you like what you see here under our content. Uh, we are here each and every week with a brand new guest and uh, talking about spirit and mediumship and paranormal things on our show. So if you like what you see here, don't forget to like our videos. That does help us out a lot also hit that subscribe button and don't forget to also follow us on our other social media we are on facebook and twitter and instagram as well so we would love to have you follow us over there and also just before the end of the year last year we were picked up by a broadcasting network in the united states as well so we are very excited about that you may have noticed rhode island broadcasting uh, you can watch us on their network as well on wednesday nights so we're very excited about that um, but yeah today we do have a special guest on as well uh, we haven't had her on before she's a brand new guest uh, looking forward to speaking with her her uh, company is called lost in a spirit and she's kind of a newbie at the spiritual game here and uh, we're going to talk to her a little bit about what it means to be getting into the field and uh, being sort of a newbie at the at, uh, mediumship and spirit communication and uh, what she does through her journey so let's bring on pam hi pam how are you Uh, yeah, thank you for being here. We appreciate you taking your time out today to join us here on Haunting Light Podcast. Um, so you're a bit of a beginner here in the spiritual world. Um, you've had a lot of experience getting into it, but you're just making your way through your journey. Um, can you tell us a little bit what brought you into the spiritual world? How did you first get into it? Oh, actually, when I was young, I had a lot of... Um, things happened that I didn't understand. I, I really never understood what it was. Uh, I was an empath right from young and I pick up emotions and feelings and I, I couldn't figure out why I would feel very upset when I had no, I, no reason to be upset or um, the ability to pick up and, and read the emotions of animals. And I actually became uh, an animal caretaker. I specialized in animals that had mental issues, uh, social issues, uh, physical issues. And I felt that was, as I started to learn later in life, I realized that that is because I was an empath. Um, I, I felt like in the situation I grew up in, uh, it was not acceptable to be something like that. When I decided to branch out and started learning, I went through a transition in my life where I actually beat my disability by a great deal. And in learning to live without my medications, I don't 
or don't recommend anybody doing this, but I decided it wasn't helping me. So I decided to go off my medication. And that's the first time I saw a full on apparition and freaked me. <laughs> yeah, it would for sure. Now, did you think that seeing that apparition being sort of new to that, was that something you thought was a side effect of the medication you're on? Or was it something that you thought was, okay, this is a natural thing I'm seeing? Or Well, the, the weird thing was, is I have a feeling that the medication was repressing who I was. And I had, it was a ghost, I was going on a ghost hunt. I don't care for that particular term, but it was a ghost hunt we were on. And when all of a sudden I come up and I could see this male figure standing in front of me and I could describe exactly what he was wearing, how old he was and all this. And it's like, I've never seen this before, but I've been off the medication for almost two months at this point. I kind of got the feeling that the medication was repressing my abilities. In some cases, for some people, that's a good thing. In my case, I found it was a good thing. I started learning who I was when I started exploring this more and more I found that the more comfortable I came exploring my abilities into this the less side issues like depression and anxiety I started to have more comfortable I am talking about it the less of these issues I had and the less I needed the medication that's really good that you could sort of self-diagnose a little bit and determine the difference between, okay, what am I seeing is real or is this something that was induced by the medication? Or like in your case, you figured out that it was actually being suppressed by the medication. So it actually benefited you to not have that, right? That actually opened mm -hmm. you up more to the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. I had I had, a, I had a tool on me too. I had a, a Ghost Meter Pro that I, I like. And I was able to... <laughs> It was almost, it was like, it was a, a click, a, a, a thing switched to my brain. And when I would use that, I could ask the question, but before they'd even respond on the ghost meter, I already knew the answer. So I was, not only was I excited that I was getting something, but I was getting a cooperation from a tool that I had as well. So which made that helpful. Yeah, you were kind of getting like confirmation that you're picking up the spirit that you were picking up because the tool was verifying that there was something there. Yeah. 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 Um, do you find that tools actually help you along the way because you're sort of new into the spiritual realm? You're kind of feeling your way through your journey. Um, is it finding that it helps you along using tools that way? Or do you find them more of a hinder? I like to use the tools as a springboard. If I'm a little stuck i'll use a tool but then once i'm going i find i i can't wait for the answer from the tool i already know the answer so i like tools when i'm stuck or if i'm with somebody and they don't have my abilities so if i ask a question i answer it and then the tool answers it that that helps them understand that yeah i i'm actually seeing this so I don't rely on the tools because I find they can be, they can bog me down. They really can if, if I'm already on a roll. So. Yeah, for sure. Tools some can sometimes kind of help you out when you're trying to determine, okay, what am I looking at or what am I feeling? You can kind of lean to the tool to be like a, an aid almost in investigation work. Mm -hmm. But um, 
Do you find then it's better to not use tools? Say you're just beginning this, would you recommend somebody use tools as a help or would you rather see people kind of go on their own ability if they're just getting into this? If they're just getting into this, um, find a good teacher to start with, depending on what you're doing. If you're doing cards or if you're doing actual psychic readings or something like that, find a good teacher to start with. Um, of course, if you're reading cards, then yes, that's a tool to start with. If you're going in and you're doing ghost hunts, a lot of places will advise you on what to use. Uh, they're a good confirmation, especially if you're, you're just starting out, it's a good confirmation. I would never say stop using tools. If it's really comfortable for you, then go ahead. I, I wouldn't say stop. I mean, some people can use them, some can't. I, I did a, a dinner in the States where we interacted with spirit and they had, the, um, I'm not sure if it was an ovalist or something like that, where that lights up if there's a lot of energy. I walked in and I sat down and this thing went off so hard and so fast, it drained the battery within five minutes. And they says, I just put a new battery in it. So they wouldn't put another one down in front of me because I was just, it was, to me, it was just going bang, 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 bang. I could just, but um, for some people it's great. I wouldn't, I'd say if, if it helps you, absolutely try it. So what was your experiences like then when you first started, um, you saw an apparition as your first sort of introduction to the spirit world? That must have been very exciting and weird for you to see something that's not really there that everybody else is seeing. Um, but was there another time that you got you really into it that drew you into the world? Like what, what led you to become more involved into it? Well, I've always kind of liked things. Um, I'm just trying to think I, I, I could I could do stories that every time I would do something it would get more exciting for me. Um, I remember I did a, a ghost tour in Key West and I'm standing against a brick wall and all of a sudden I could feel and he's he's going on about the the ghosts in this area and the and the um, and the happenings and people seeing things and all of a sudden as I'm standing against this brick wall I felt a hand on my shoulder and I'm like oh, oh fine and I just decide to step aside the guy says to me is everything okay I says yeah I just it felt like somebody put their hand on my shoulder well I thought to me that was exciting to me that was a verification that yes there was something in this area it got me how a few other people in the in the crowd is like oh <laughs> they got so excited they were like freaking out I said, no this is what I came to see I came for the interaction and the reaction. And the more that happened, the more tours I went on, the more interaction, I, the more excited I got about it and the better I got at it. Um, it I, I don't like calling them ghost hunts because honestly, I don't like hunting. <laughs> uh, I like to call them more in spiritual investigations or something like that because I've gotten to the point where I can sit down and I can have uh, a conversation with the ghost. I can find out who they are, whenabouts they live and stuff like this. And that is so exciting. When you, when you get to that point, to me, it's just exhilarating to be able to sit there and have a conversation with the other side. It really is. <laughs> so, yeah, I have, um, every time I think of uh, another one I went on or another thing I've done, it just pushes me more into learning more about it and 
trying different ways and seeing how different people do things so I can try different methods. So what were some of the methods that uh, you learned through your journey so far in communicating with spirit directly? Um, how do you go about finding a spirit and starting a conversation with it? Well, I have, um, I don't know how many people know about the Claire's, but I have Claire knowing I have Claire. Well, I can see them. Sometimes I can hear them. I've got the knowing. And if I walk into the room and I, I know people, there are people out there who have to meditate and have to set themselves up. I go in, I just, I just open up and that's it. And I go, okay, there's somebody there and there's somebody there. And I, I focus on that particular, uh, that particular energy. Um, sometimes I get things, whether or not they want to interact with me. Sometimes I get so much information that it's like, whoa, I, I, um, I'm still learning how to control my intake of energy and controlling shutting down my energy because I am still quite new at this. I've, but um, for me, it is because I've been uh, um, an empath all my life. When it came to the point where I wanted to be this and I went off the medication, all of a sudden it was open. I have been told that because I am so open, I can't. I have a difficult time controlling the amount of information I get in. And I have at times had have helped shutting down because I had uh, someone that passed and all of a sudden when they came to me, the images were coming so fast, I didn't know how to shut down. So it, it's, to me, it's, it, I, I wouldn't know how to tell somebody to open up because I don't know. My, my problem isn't not the opening up, it's the shutting down most of the time. That's true too. Like a lot of people, I think when they first get into this, always want to know the part about, okay, how do I connect with spirit? How do I communicate or how do I start it? But there's also that other side of how do I shut it down afterwards? How do I stop making them talk to me all the time kind of thing. So mm -hmm. um, meditation is always great for that opening up, but what would you say for shutting down? Like, What would you recommend to people that maybe are the same way that are just starting out, but they're finding that they are having a hard time shutting down? I have to pull my energy in. I literally have to for a force field around myself, pull my energy in and say to whoever's there, this is my time, my space, it's too much, too fast, please step back and let me have my own space. And I have to force a force field around me. Um, I know there's different ways of, of putting your energy out and bringing it in. I literally have to bring all my energy in and, and just, that's it. I gotta build that wall around me quickly. Otherwise I lose control quite quick. Yeah, there's different techniques in which people can um, open up the chakras when they're communicating and um, protect themselves with their bubble or whatever they do. But there's also the ways of blocking it or stopping it too. So I think that's very important for people to understand when they start getting into this work. You also yeah. have to protect yourself at the end as well. Well, I, you know, it, it doesn't matter which group I practice with. I find that um, they all do it a little bit differently. They really do. I mean, it just because this works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for them. Uh, you, it, I would suggest anybody who's doing this go to several different avenues. Find out, even if this person say, "Oh, that's no good," 
try it anyways, because it may work for you. And, and uh, nobody's ever the same. Nobody's ever the same. Yeah, exactly. And you're not going to know what works for you until you try it out and see what happens when you're dealing with that energy, right? So, so um, aside from spirit communication and some of the experiences you've had during your journey so far, um, you mentioned to me that you also enjoy uh, connecting with spirit animals. So um, tell us a little bit about what drew you into that sort of end of things and um, what started you on the, uh, the spirit animal path. Well, uh, as I said earlier, I've, I've always been able to connect with animals and, and for 30 years, I was looking after animals that had social and, you know, whether they had mental or social disabilities, I, I always seemed to understand I could read them, I could, I could help them. I can do other people's animals much better than I can do my own because I am, I am emotionally involved. That doesn't work. So uh, a couple of years ago, then I decided I was going to expand on that. And I took a I took um, um, animal communications course. And I just when I'm sitting there, we were we were doing it in the barn. So we were surrounded by animals and we pick one. And and it really surprised me because I says, OK, I'm told I need to communicate with this one horse. And I says, OK, but we've only had her three days. And it just, I thought, okay, but I, I really think this is the one. I said, okay, fine. So I sat there and I started communicating with this horse. It was amazing, the information. She was telling me what she had, where the pain was. And then all of a sudden she said cortisone. And I'm thinking, okay, fine. And so I would talk to her. And, and then when it was time to do this, I, I was telling him everything. I said, now I don't understand. I, can you give horses cortisone? Because I'm getting the word cortisone with her. And they says, today is the first day she had her shot of cortisone. And I thought, well, that was fantastic. And we had made almost, we had made a real, a, a bond that night when I had gone over to the truck stop to bunk down for the night, cause it was a two day course. Um, I ended up connecting with this horse again and she was telling me her fears and all this type of stuff. So I relayed that to them the next day and they were confirming everything I was saying. I felt so excited that this was something I could do. Um, I had another incident with that horse probably about six months later. He came, she came to me and I, I'm like, okay, I don't talk to an animal without the owner's permission. That's just not supposed to be done. But I couldn't get this horse to move on. And all of a sudden my ears started burning. I was having a lot of pain on my side. So I did contact the owner. I says, I'm sorry, I know I'm not supposed to do this. It turned out the horse had an ear infection, which is very rare for a horse, apparently. I felt very honored that this horse was comfortable, comfortable enough to come to me six months after we had met. I really love that type of communication when I can help an animal. I have done a new reading since then and to me animals are honest they're not going to dodge around the bush they're just going to tell you exactly how they feel about something and I like that personally so as you notice I got my babies up there <laughs> yeah no for sure I think animals are very direct in the way they not only communicate if they're in spirit but communicate with us day to day as well like they they want something they're going to tell you right away what they want so 
Yes. Yeah. I do find it I do find it harder to communicate with my own animals because I am so emotionally invested in them. And uh but other than I mean they do we do communicate. I can tell when they want to tell me something. But um we work on it. <laughs> Have you had communication with your own animals at all then or is it something that you just try not to do? Actually, I have. I have. And I think the one that struck the most is because I might cry during this one is uh, back in May, we lost our little Dottie and she got really sick. She was fine in the morning and she got really, really sick. We took her to the vets for an emergency appointment. Then we took her to the animal hospital and I found out that she wasn't going to make it. So we were going to rush back in. Um, I was sitting in the back of our vehicle and I was trying to communicate and I did make contact with her. And I says, it's okay, you'll be fine. You're gonna be with your mommy again. And we had a really beautiful little short conversation. And 10 minutes later, she was gone. It was the permission she needed to go. Sorry. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was hard, but it was a comfort that I could actually talk to her without being right with her. And uh, I wouldn't trade that for anything. I really wouldn't. No, for sure. It's definitely a gift to be able to do that, especially when it's a loved pet like that and it's a family member as well. So um, it was awesome that you're able to communicate right before the end and help her on, so. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, how do you see this going in the future then um, when you, what kind of direction do you want your spiritual path and journey to take now that you've dealt with spirit, you've dealt with animal communication? Um, so what sort of direction do you want it to go in? Um, I'd like to open up um, to do readings for people. I'd like to be more experienced and, and do readings for animals. I enjoy helping people with animals and stuff like that. Um, I don't mind doing either one of those. Uh, I think I think as I do it one step at a time and I'll start with that and then see where spirit wants to lead me because I may get three steps and they'll make me take a right turn someplace which is tr so true like um you have your guides as well guiding you throughout your journey so it just depends which way your guides want you to go so um mm -hmm. what's your next steps though like what do you see yourself um wanting to try or learn next in spiritual um you've done spirit communication but what kind of area do you want to go into next i i really do want to perfect more of my animal communication i i mean i understand that this even if i was 18 it still would be a lifelong journey and people i know who've been doing this for most of their lives still learn things i would like to get better at the animal communication and um, I, I want to take courses from different people to learn different techniques in, in doing that. So I have another one set up that I'll be doing in the spring. So, Yeah, there's always learning to be done. There's different things to find out and figure out what you want to do. So it's great you mm -hmm. sort of have a direction that you want to lead in. I know that you're starting a spiritual company soon, your own business. So... Um, called Lost in Spirit. You do have a Facebook page already posted uh, that people can check out. So uh, tell us a little bit about your prospects for that area. It's actually, it, it's, um, 
it's taken me way too long to put this on because I've been so so darn nervous about it. It's because I'm so new to it, I can feel very insecure doing it. I, I didn't come from a background that really embraced this type of thing. So learning to be more secure. So it's taken me a lot longer to get myself up and going with that. Um, I do want to open it up to anybody who wants readings or, you know, sometimes it's just being a friend to say, help me with this. I don't understand. Uh, you've gone through this. What can you help me with? So, yeah. And as well, I do know that you do readings. So you do do readings for people as in, um, I'm not sure what type of card you specifically use when you do tarot or Another type of cards. Do, do you use Oracle? I, use Oracle. Okay. I have done um, now back in October, we took a short, short little class with uh, Sally on um, reading a deck of cards as a tarot cards. I actually really enjoyed that. And I think I did really well at it. So I've done a couple readings that way as well. But I do have my favorite Oracle decks. I tend to stick to the Oracle. When I do an Oracle, it... Um, I like the ones that only have like a word or two on them because then I feel they're just saying, okay, this is what this says. Then spirit tells me everything and directs me exactly where I'm supposed to go with that. Um, I find that much easier for me. So you like to intuitive your own interpretation of the cards rather than having any descriptive words or things yeah. standing out to you. You rather um, use your own intuitiveness and sort of decipher what the cards mean to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I sort of blend with the person's energy and then tell them what that card means in this situation. And uh, I find that I get very good very good readings with that and i get a lot of positive feedback from it too so. no it's great that you're getting some positive results back after using cards um i know you do you have started anyway doing some readings with my partner here at haunting live uh chris uh divine oracle readings uh you guys do it on saturday nights together at least you've done a couple episodes already of your own so i encourage people to check that out if you want to talk a little bit about um, what that's been like so far? I, <laughs> poor Chris, <laughs> I get in there and it's like, I'm sorry, Chris, you're just out of the picture. I just take it and I'm having a blast. And a, um, I, I really enjoy leading people and, and trying to uh, encourage them. And because I was so self-conscious and so afraid just to say what I, sometimes it's nice to say, you know what, spit it out. Don't think about it. Your brain will mess it up completely. I like just going right in there and focusing them. Poor Chris is like, well, this was mine. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you invited me in and I'm gone. <laughs> and I, I, I really, I, I really enjoy that. So, yeah. So hopefully we'll do well with that and uh, we'll get some good followers on that. That would be nice. No, I think it's wonderful that you can collaborate like that and do a joint um, sort of online virtual reading for people because the format we use for that really works well because you can see the person right there, you can read their energy and they can communicate at the exact real time that you're doing the reading. So you don't have to like do email or anything like that. So I think it's a, a wonderful way to do it. <laughs> yeah. I love technology. It's, it's, it's come so far. We could do such amazing things with it. 
I know one of the, the classes I, I join in on during the week, they're over in like Washington. And there's, there's like 12 of us who join in and we're all over North America. So, and it's great because we're one-on-one at that moment. And I think that makes it much easier, especially for beginners. Yeah, and that's our topic for today is beginning your journey into spiritual mediumship, whatever area you're into. Um, there's always a journey and a starting point for um, your journey. So um, thank you so much, Pam, for talking to us today about your spiritual journey, uh, what you do with spirit, and um, hopefully it will incite some people to start their journey as well. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yes, I had a good time. Thank you. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that was Pam, and she is uh, just beginning her journey. So if any of you are just beginning your journey into the spiritual world, um, you can take some advice from Pam and uh, maybe get some insight into what it's like to start your spiritual journey and experiences that she's had. So we thank her for sharing her experiences today and uh, what she's doing in the spiritual world, both in uh, spirit communication as well as animal spirit communication as well. So... Um, thank you again for coming on here today on Haunting Live podcast. But this is Haunting Live. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we are live right now. We're live every Sunday at 4 o'clock right here. Uh, we have a brand new guest each and every week, and uh, we talk about different topics in the paranormal field. So any topic is welcome here on the show. So if you are interested in being a guest here on Haunting Live podcast, we recommend you just send us an email, and we'll let you know some dates that are available. Um, we'd love to talk to you about what you do in the paranormal field. So give us a shout if you want to be a guest here on Haunting Live. And um, don't forget to check us out also on our social media. We are on all the social media platforms like Facebook, YouTube, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram as well. And uh, just this past uh, December, at the end of the year in 2021, we were picked up by a U.S. broadcasting network as well. So we are now on the Rhode Island Broadcasting Network, where you can watch our shows there on Wednesday nights. We're very excited about that. Uh, you can check us out there and um, check us out on our platforms as well. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our email list. We send out an email to our subscribers every month, and it just gives you an up-to-date things, what's been going on here, Haunting Live, with some featured podcast guests that we had on recently. Also, things that are coming up for the next month before they come on the show here, so you get to find out what's happening for the next month ahead. Um, and other great features, uh, just check out our mailing list on our website, which is hauntinglivepodcast.com. Also on our website, don't forget to look at our merch page. We have a lot of great items available for sale. We do have a merch section as well called Spiritual Merch, uh, things we use in the paranormal field, like smudging items and different things like that. So we have smudging items, crystals, we have handmade items and craft items and different things like that. So um, anything you need in the spiritual field that you use day to day, like for smudging or cleansing, uh, we have that available for you on our Haunting Live podcast merch page. So go check that out. Other than that, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back here next week with a brand new guest, and uh, we'll be talking to them. So we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your weekend.
Um, and began working with healing of the land and because it felt like such a massive project started teaching everyone who wanted to learn. From childhood I would see spirits and I just felt like they were the extra people in my home. I had a hard time like sharing them. Uh, I grew up in the Bible Belt in South Carolina and it's just not cool. <laughs> or it's frowned upon, it's, it's demonic or ooh, you know, scary. I've always been a spooky kid. Um, I love everything paranormal. I can't, I don't have a memory where I didn't believe in magic and the paranormal. I use my intuitive abilities to help people identify their inner self. So have a deeper self-awareness. And through that, I'm able to um, help them see different perceptions and different um, belief systems that might be preventing them, you know, exploring their journey.